0: never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Raise our a and pass the ammunition, ammunition, ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. ladies and gentlemen, it seems to be that time of year when all kinds of technical problems affect your folk radio. (laughs) And uh, somehow the uh, time slot from our radio calendar got deleted. Restoration hour got deleted. And uh, so I had to reprogram it. Was able to do that after uh, powering back up and uh, should be good to go. Uh, stream time. The stream is uh, functioning and uh, the clock is working. And so I'm just going to go right into it. Uh, a variety show, but primarily about uh, the the lockdown and COVID and all the stuff that's really affecting us horribly in these end times. Uh, the Rothschilds, have pulled out all the stops, and are out to exterminate the white race by whatever means possible. And right now, they are tricking us, uh, dumbing us down to the point where we don't even know that we are being genocided. (laughs) That's what's going on. And they're using the vaccine to do it, the so-called vaccine, the jab. And uh, I've I've been saying, of course, that the last time uh, America was being overthrown, or uh, the last time we had a war against the Rothschilds, uh, First American Revolution, we had the Redcoats attacking our colonies, and uh, that's why we decided to make a nation of our own. Now, after over 200 years, they are trying to destroy us again, but instead of Redcoats, they're using Whitecoats, and they're using needles and inoculations of all kinds of poisons to try to kill us. So but uh, things are beginning to get more clear more and more people are coming out and opposing all of this nonsense and we have some interesting articles for you on that subject today. Okay, this is from antiempire.com. MIT Harvard study sheds light on whether mRNA vaccine might permanently alter DNA after all. Well, we've been telling you that's what that's what it's for. The Gates vaccine is supposed to alter your DNA. And it says it right in the patent. Uh, we quoted from the patent a few, you know, a few episodes ago where it says that's exactly what Gates intends to do with his so-called vaccine. And uh, a Quotation, start, it starts here. This is uh, published 16, March 21. If our cells become permanent rather than temporary, spike protein-producing factories... Uh, okay, let me try to restate this sense. If our cells become permanent spike protein-producing factories due to permanent alteration of our genomic DNA... This could lead to serious autoimmune problems. Yeah, I would think so. That's what they're trying to do is to change our DNA so that it makes their version of what we would call life versus God's, Yahweh's version of life. Quote, the author sought to answer how a PCR test is able to detect segments of viral RNA when the virus is presumably absent from a person's body. They hypothesized that somehow segments of the viral RNA were being copied into DNA and then integrated permanently into the DNA of somatic cells. So, if they're injecting some kind of RNA, the the method is to, I guess... Surround the uh, DNA with RNA so that the DNA will absorb it into the code? That's what it sounds like we're talking about. Anyway, the author says in my previous blog, Will an RNA vaccine permanently alter my DNA? I laid out several molecular pathways that would potentially enable the RNA in an mRNA vaccine to be copied and permanently integrated into our DNA. And Of course, it's not really a vaccine. It's simply a, a chemical. It's a chemical alteration of our genome. That's what they're trying to do. It's not a vaccine. It's not going to give you immunity to anything. It's a, simply a chemical alteration of our DNA. The author continues, I was absolutely not surprised to find that the majority of people claimed that this prospect was impossible. In fact, I was expecting this response, partly because most people don't possess a deep enough understanding of molecular biology, Uh, yeah, probably even most molecular biologists, and partly because of other implicit biases. After all, we've been told in no uncertain terms that it would be impossible for the mRNA in a vaccine to become integrated into our DNA, simply because RNA doesn't work that way, quote-unquote. Well, this current research, which was released not too long after my original article, demonstrates that, yes, indeed, RNA does work that way. In my original article, I spelled out this exact molecular pathway. Okay, so the author says there is a molecular pathway by... And this is Doug Corrigan, Dr. Doug Corrigan. He has speculated that there is a pathway... And I think he's arguing for the fact that it does work. Let's continue. Specifically, a new study by MIT and Harvard scientists demonstrates that segments of the RNA from the coronavirus itself are most likely becoming a permanent fixture in human DNA. Now, if that's the case, how is it being introduced without the vaccine? Or is it possible? as we have been arguing that the chemtrails and the little black gummy worms that are non-biological, at least on the outside, that uh, are activated by heat and moisture once they come into your body, whether you breathe them in or whether they somehow like a like a a virus or a germ can dig into, or a parasite can dig into your body and somehow, you know, what do you call it? Morgellons disease. Somehow enter into your blood and other parts of your body, activate and then create all kinds of turmoil within your body. So, especially inflammation. So, uh, let's see if he explains how how could this happen without an inoculation it's difficult for me to put a number on the probability due to data limitations present in the paper but based on the frequency they were able to measure this phenomenon in both petri dishes petri dishes rather and covid patients the probability is much greater than i initially anticipated Due to this current research, I now place this risk as a more probable event than my original estimation. To be fair, this study didn't show that the RNA from the current vaccines is being integrated into our DNA. However, they did show quite convincingly that there exists a viable cellular pathway, whereby snippets of SARS-CoV-2 viral RNA and I think we can delete the word viral, just say RNA, could become integrated into our genomic DNA. In my opinion, more research is needed to both corroborate these findings and to close some gaps. Anyway, so Dr. Corrigan is saying, yes, it seems to be the case that the Gates mRNA inoculation may be able to change your DNA. And of course, that's exactly what, the patent that Bill Gates got, will do. That being said, this data can be used to make a conjecture as to whether the RNA present in an RNA vaccine or shot could potentially alter human DNA. This is because an mRNA vaccine consists of snippets Of the viral RNA from the genome of SARS-CoV-2 in particular, the current mRNA vaccines harbor stabilized mRNA, which encodes the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2, which is the protein that enables the virus to bind to cell surface receptors and infect our cells or whatever the the, uh, irritant is. This was thought near impossible. Based on this groundbreaking study, I would hope that the highly presumptuous claim that such a scenario is impossible will find its way to the trash bin labeled, things we were absolutely and unequivocally certain couldn't happen, but which actually happened, unquote. Although I have a suspicious feeling that the importance of the study will be minimized in quick order, with reports from experts who attempt to poke holes in their work, it's important to add that this paper is a preprint that is not peer-reviewed yet, but when I went through all the data methods and results, I see very little wrong with the paper and some gaps that need closing, but at least from the standpoint of being able to answer the question, can't okay, yeah, all right, uh, stop with the excuses already and get get down to the argument: can RNA from the coronavirus use existing cellular pathways? to integrate permanently into our DNA. And the, qu- the additional question I have is, I, the, this is not a living organism. This is synthetic RNA, as I understand it. But we'll see what he has to say about that. From that perspective, their paper is rock solid. Also, please take note that these are respected scientists from MIT and Harvard two conspiratorial universities, if there ever were, quoting from their paper, In support of this hypothesis, we found chimeric transcripts consisting of viral fused to cellular sequences in published data sets of SARS-CoV-2 infected culture cells and primary cells of patients Consistent with the transcription of viral sequences integrated into the genome. They're calling it virus, but it's basically a a DNA code that they're talking about here. To experimentally corroborate the possibility of viral retrointegration, we describe evidence that SARS-CoV-2 RNAs can be reverse transcribed in human cells by reverse transcriptase, RT, from line one elements or by HIV-1-RT. And that is probably why Fauci and uh, Deep State and Big Pharma were using, were retro, I guess, retrofitting HIV, doing all these experiments in HIV and injecting it into victims by using HIV as a mechanism here and that these DNA sequences can be integrated into the cell genome and subsequently be transcribed. I assume that transcribed means duplicated. Human endogenous line 1 expression was induced upon SARS-CoV-2 infection or by cytokine exposure in cultured cells, suggesting a molecular mechanism for SARS-CoV-2 retrointegration in patients I think they're trying to say that the this mRNA is being absorbed and somehow getting fit, fitted into the DNA. This novel feature of SARS-CoV-2 infection may explain why patients can continue to produce viral RNA after recovery, and suggests a new aspect of RNA virus replication. Yes, they are talking about replication. The Author questions, why did these researchers bother to investigate whether viral RNA could become hardwired into our genomic DNA? It turns out their motive had nothing to do with mRNA vaccines. The researchers were puzzled by the fact that there is a respectable number of people who are testing positive for COVID number, sorry, COVID-19 sorry, COVID by PCR long after the infection was gone. It was also shown that these people were not reinfected. So, what's the problem? Let's continue. The authors sought to answer how a PCR test is able to detect segments of viral RNA when the virus is presumably absent from a person's body. They hypothesized that somehow segments of the viral RNA were being copied into DNA and then integrated permanently into the DNA of somatic cells. These would allow these cells to continuously churn out pieces of viral RNA that would be detected in a PCR test, even though no active infection existed. Well, the definition of disease is when there's an active infection, okay? So you may have all kinds of junk floating around in your body that's not causing you to be sick, but if there's enough of it, And it does uh, either create toxins that affect your body and make you sick, or whether these are parasitic or germs that affect your healthy cells and cause you to be diseased. That way, either way, you, you don't have any indication until you're sick, until you start having symptoms that there is a disease going on. In this paper, they demonstrate that, one, segments of SARS-CoV-2 viral RNA can become integrated into human genomic DNA, and that's exactly what Bill Gates says he wants to do. But I guess people have been denying that. Number two, this newly acquired viral sequence is not silent, meaning that these genetically modified regions of genomic DNA are transcriptionally active, DNA is being converted back into RNA. Three. Segments of SARS-CoV-2 viral RNA retrointegrated into human gen- genomic DNA in cell culture. This retrointegration into genomic DNA of COVID-19 patients is also implied indirectly from the detection of chimeric RNA transfer. Or chimeric would be like um, very distorted uh, non uh non natural okay like a mo- monstrous rna transcripts in cells derived from covid-19 patients all the their rna sequential data suggests that genomic alteration is taking place in covid-19 patients to prove this point conclusively pcr dna sequencing or southern blot should be carried out on purified genomic DNA of COVID-19 patients to prove this point conclusively. This is a gap that needs to be closed in the research. The, the in vitro data in human cell lines, however, is airtight. So, he seems to be saying, because this is a lot of technical language, he seems to be saying that the mRNA, which is either synthetic or maybe a combination of synthetic and biological (laughs) forms when injected into your body will alter your DNA. That's what he seems to be saying. Number five, these line one retrotransposons can be activated by viral infection with SARS-CoV-2 or cytokine exposure to cells and this increases the probability of retrointegration. Instead of going through all of their results in detail, you can do that if you like by reading their paper link below, I will answer the big question on everyone's mind. Yeah, let's, let's have some plain English answers here. If the virus is able to accomplish this, then why should I care if the vaccine does the same thing? Well, maybe the vaccine is doing more than you think it's doing. Well, first, let's just address the big elephant in the room first. First, you should care because they told you that this was impossible <laughs> and to just shut up and take the vaccine. Okay? What is exactly impossible? I'm not sure yet. I'm trying to get uh, get this figured out. You know, there's transcription back and forth between DNA and RNA. And what is the point of all this? Uh, this is apparently something very, very important. And I'm trying to figure out what this author is trying to tell us. These pathways that I hypothesized and these researchers verified with their experiments are not unknown to people who understand molecular biology at a deeper level. This is not hidden knowledge which is only available to the initiated. I can assure you that the people who are developing the vaccines are people who understand molecular biology at a very sophisticated level. Yeah, it has to be very sophisticated if they can alter our DNA... So why didn't they discover this, or even ask this question, or even do some experiments to rule it out? Instead, they just use superficially simplistic biology 101. Yeah, that's that's COVID 19. It's super, superficially simplistic biology 101 as a smokescreen to tell you that RNA doesn't convert to DNA. Well, okay, but RNA gets incorporated into DNA. Whether it's the same language as convert to into, it says convert into DNA, it gets incorporated into DNA. So what's the difference in the language here? I guess the establishment is just trying to trick us into thinking that this isn't possible. This is utterly disingenuous, he says, and this lack of candor is what motivated me to write my original article. They could have figured this out easily. Well, we know they've been lying to us about COVID from the very beginning. Second, there's a big difference between the scenario where people randomly and unwittingly have their genetics monkeyed with, (laughs) okay, yeah, they're monkeying with our genetics because they were exposed to the coronavirus and the scenario where we willfully vaccinate billions of people while telling them it isn't happening, that their DNA is being altered. Wouldn't you agree there's a difference Yeah, well, uh, can this possibly be accidental in any scenario? I suppose you can make a substance that accidentally alters people's DNA, and that's probably been happening to us all along, right? That's why we're all so crazy. What is the logic in saying, quote, well, this bad thing may or may not happen to you, so we're going to remove the mystery and ensure that it happens to everyone? Well, because that's what they want to do. They just have been lying to us about it. In my best estimate, this is an ethical decision that you ought to make, not them. Yeah, I, as the potential recipient of all of these chemicals, should have the right to decline. Third, the RNA in the vaccine is a different animal than the RNA produced by the virus. Again, I have been asking a question, is this a synthetic Material, Uh, partially synthetic, (laughs) yeah, I'm a monkey, yeah, they're they're trying, yes, Captain Wisness says, love the monkey thing, perfect terminology, it reminds me of the Rolling Stones, I'm a monkey, that's what they're trying to do, it is, oh yeah, and it may also be nanotechnology, that's uh, worth keeping in mind here, because this is about the deepest level that uh, molecular biology can possibly get, is Nanotechnology. But this study, yeah, 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 Captain Witness says they want to inject us. We must return the favor in 7.62 or maybe uh, AK-47, uh, M-16. There's various ways we can inject them. Yes, absolutely. So this is getting serious, folks. Uh, But apparently these MIT and Harvard people accidentally stumbled into this saying, why aren't these people revealing, why isn't the deep state the the monkey state, right? The ones who who want to turn us into monkeys. Why haven't they revealed all this stuff to the general public? This should be obvious to everyone who knows molecular biology, that is. Okay. All right, so, where did I, uh, okay, let me pick up uh, at the beginning of this paragraph. Third, the RNA in the vaccine is a different animal than the RNA produced by the virus. Okay, so let's assume. Let's assume there is a disease out there, a natural disease, that's called the flu. And it's caused by some organism. This has its own RNA slash DNA. But the vaccine has a different rna or there's something different about it that uh, is very important this author is trying to tell us so maybe he will tell us in straight ang- plain english okay here it is the rna in the vaccine is artificially engineered it's not natural Now, he just said it in plain English. (laughs) I've been speculating about this while I'm reading all this introductory stuff, and finally he says it in plain English. The RNA in the vaccine is artificially engineered, period. First, it is engineered to stay around in your cells for a much longer time than usual. Parenthesis. RNA is naturally unstable and degrades quickly in the cell so apparently RNA is floating around your DNA molecules so that your DNA strands can pick up the RNA which a ribonucleic acid which i assume is proteins and that your DNA selects not randomly but utilizes certain proteins to incorporate into the dna strand but uh, what he's saying is that natural rna doesn't last very long and but, but there's probably plenty of it floating around that your dna strands can pick it up and utilize it what he's saying here is the artificial are the artificially engineered dna or rna rather <coughs> lives longer, and quite possibly, therefore, more of it will be picked up by your DNA because it stands around longer. That's what I'm assuming will happen. Second, it is engineered such that it is efficient at being translated into protein. They accomplish this by codon optimization. Increasing the stability of the RNA increases the probability that it will become integrated in your DNA. Exactly. I think I just said that. (laughs) And increasing the translation efficiency increases the amount of protein translated from the RNA if it does happen to become incorporated into your DNA in a transcriptionally active region of your genome. In other words, since it's more stable, it's guaranteed almost guaranteed to become part of your DNA. In other words, they are trying to train you into a monkey bot. Theoretically, this means that whatever negative effects are associated with the natural process of viral RNA-DNA integration, these negative effects could be more frequent and more pronounced with the vaccine when compared to the natural organism. Thank you very much. I think that's the point. That's the point of this artificially engineered RNA. You think, folks, that that's what they, what Bill Goit, Goitz, Goit, <laughs> Bill Goitz wants to do? Yeah, it's all poison. There's no doubt that it's all poison. But this is beyond poison. This is target targeted poison. It's, it's targeting your DNA to the point where it's, it is going to change your genome and turn you into something other than a human being. Now, how much of the, these different types of artificially engineered RNA do they have? How much of our genome can they potentially alter? That's the big question. Okay, so let me say at this point we know that Bill Gates, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and all of the eugenics people want to exterminate us. This is genocide. That's what this is really all about. It's people volunteering, uh, you know, not <laughs> unknowingly volunteering to be killed. However, there could be another thing going on, namely that those who don't die will be monkey bots very easily manipulated to do whatever they instruct them to do with this artificial RNA okay so those who don't die will become monkey bots or what we've been calling zombies this is becoming a horror movie folks this sounds like a horror movie. Okay, let's continue. As a side note, these researchers found that the genetic information for the nucleo... <laughs> nucleo sorry, these are a lot of words that I've never seen before. Nucleocapsid N-protein was by far the largest culprit for being permanently integrated into human DNA... Because this RNA is more abundant when the virus replicates in our cells. Why it would be more abundant, I don't know, but he says it's more abundant. So this nucleocapsid N protein, nucleocapsid N is the most common one to be absorbed here, integrated. The vaccine, on the other hand, contains RNA that encodes the spike S protein. Therefore, if the mRNA from the vaccine or subsegments thereof were to make its way into a transcriptionally active region of our genome through a retrointegration process, it will cause our cells to produce an overabundance of spike protein. Spike protein, I've been hearing that terminology being floated around, and this author, Mr. Corrigan, Dr. Corrigan, is trying to explain what this all means rather than N-protein. So it's the S-protein rather than the N-protein. Presumably the spike protein is artificial and the N-protein is natural. Our immune system does make antibodies to both N and S-proteins, but it is the spike protein which is the prime target of for our immune system because it exists on the outside of the virus. If our cells become permanent rather than temporary, spike protein producing factories due to permanent alteration of our genomic DNA, this could lead to serious autoimmune problems. Yes, that's the point. Autoimmunity. In other words, what does that mean, folks? It means that this RNA is designed to get your body to attack its own cells. And it may not matter which type of cells, whether it be blood cells, brain cells, spleen cells, whatever. This may be, and typically when you have an allergy you probably have an autoimmune reaction to whatever the irritant is. So so instead of just attacking the irritant, your own immune system now is attacking your own body's cells. Usually it's particular cells, but it sounds like what they're trying to do is create a generalized autoimmune disease. Which may or may not kill you, but it will sure be a, uh, a negative <laughs> consequence, irritating, illness, itchy, painful, etc. I would imagine that autoimmunity profiles arising from such a scenario would be differentiated based on order of events. I e whether or not someone is vaccinated before or after exposure to coronavirus. My guess is it doesn't really matter. They just want to vaccinate you to to introduce auto an autoimmune reaction. In other words, to be, make you become allergic to your own self. Again, this is a theoretical exercise. I am presenting for consideration. I am not making the claim that an mRNA vaccine will permanently alter your genomic DNA, although he's suggesting it's a possibility. And we know that the Gates vaccine is based on a, um, a patent that claims exactly that. And I didn't make this claim in my first article, although it appears that troll sites made the fallacious claim that I did. Well, he is now claiming that there is a a possibility that an mRNA vaccine can permanently alter your genome. Dr. Morbius, anyone? Satan, anyone? Bill Gates, Rockefellers, Rothschilds, anyone? It most certainly deserves closer inspection and testing to rule out this possibility and I would hope that a rigorous and comprehensive test program would be instituted with the same enthusiasm that propelled the vaccine haphazardly through the normal safety checkpoints. There's a reason why it's been propelled haphazardly, Dr. Corrigan. They obviously know it can alter our DNA, and that's what they want to do. Obviously, even given this information, people are still free to get vaccinated, and will do so according to the overall balance of risks and rewards that they perceive in their mind. Yes, they will. The purpose of my article is to make sure you can make that assessment fairly by possessing all potential risks and rewards, rather than an incomplete set. For something as as important as this, you should not be operating in the dark. So, we know that the vaccines contain all kinds of poisons which in themselves can make you sick, and that includes aluminum, mercury, formaldehyde, and whatnot. All, all of these things are poisons, which are not easily removed from your body, and will collect many of these in your brain. The mercury and the aluminum will collect in your brain, and you will not be able to excrete them uh, unless you have some kind of detoxification strategy. And... That's that's not something most MDs know how to do. This is getting really serious, folks. But he's saying, this is really possible. And he's kind of saying, does Dr. Frankenstein really want to do this? <laughs> yes, Dr. Frankenstein really wants to do this. I would encourage you to share this article to let others know of the potential risks and rewards. Okay? So, source, science with Dr. Doug. All right, so this is an extremely technical presentation, but I thought I would run through this because this Dr. Corrigan is telling us that indeed it is possible for the Gates inoculation to change your DNA. Okay. <laughs> Can. Response or comments quoting again this is a theoretical exercise i am presenting for consideration i am not making the claim that an mrna vaccine will permanently alter your genomic dna uh, it sounds like he's claiming that it will temporarily do that and ken says that's okay doc no worries talzax moderna's chief medical officer already has <laughs> he already has stated Yeah, and we've reported on that. That it will alter, permanently alter your DNA. Quote, Zach states We've been living this phenomenal digital scientific revolution. And I'm here today to tell you that we are actually hacking the software of life. And that it's changing the way we think about prevention and treatment of disease. What disease? They're giving us the disease. Software of life equals DNA. If you hack a new code into software, you change the code. If you hack new instructions into the cell, you have changed the DNA. Very good, Ken. Thank you. Jerry Hood says, If the Mengele's Kevorkian vaccines do not kill you after receiving it right away... Then you became a super carrier of the mutated in your SARS HIV viruses with mask wearing forever and receiving all the time vaccines to all mutated COVIDs until your internal organs collapse and you die or you become a zombie. Welcome to Fauci and Gates Genocide Catastrophe of the World. Never any Western final solution or suicide Yiddish-tinted vaccines. (laughs) I love it. Yiddish-tinted vaccines. Joe Below says, Since the entire goal of the COVID scam was to drive people towards committing suicide with vaccines, how can we not be surprised? Or how can we be surprised? Mark says COVID-19 transcripts would have to be present to some degree in T-cells because it is these which retain copies of sequences of viruses we have previously experienced and beaten in order for the immune system to recognize them. Okay. Early hopeful theories for COVID were that T-cell immunity from similar viruses might boost herd immunity higher so that fewer infections would result in the critical mass achievement where the virus could advance no further. In other words, more and more people would become immune. For myself, I have seen enough anecdotal evidence that the WHO and the public health community have an interest in prolonging the COVID period rather than beating it as quickly and efficiently as possible quote flattening the curve only had the effect of pushing the sides outward and making it last longer and we saw that few hospitals were truly overwhelmed because most cases have either mild symptoms not requiring hospitalization or are asymptomatic if you don't have any symptoms symptoms you don't have a disease Protection of the high-risk group while COVID spread naturally and rapidly through the low-risk population, which greatly outnumbers the high-risk, should have resulted in a much more rapid achievement of herd immunity. Curiously, the WHO altered its online definition of herd immunity to imply it is achievable only through vaccination. Can you believe that, folks? Thank you, Mark. He says, Curiously, The World Health Organization altered its online definition of herd immunity to imply it is achievable only through vaccination. In other words, folks, the human race will have to live with intrusive Big Pharma for the rest of eternity. When we never needed them before, And there are societies in the world where people live 120 years without Big Pharma. All the effort now seems to be concentrated in steamrolling vaccine hesitancy. Yeah, I have tremendous hesitancy with all vaccines. I hate them. And I refuse to take them. And putting a system in place which will discriminate against anyone who refuses vaccination without an approved reason. Thank you very much. Yeah, we will be discriminated against or and or killed. <laughs> Whichever they need to do. Folks, this is getting serious. We're going to have to return vaccinate. And, ha. <laughs> And I guess the carnivores that normally live in the woods will have so many dead bodies to feast on. Are they going to have to scrape the bodies of the vaccinated off the streets? Well, let's see. Let's read another article which talks about that. Post that in the chat room. (laughs) Get your vaccine right here. uh, (laughs) AK-47. All right. So, this article is entitled, this is from www.globalresearch.ca, which probably means Canada. A 6,000% increase reported vaccine deaths First quarter 2021 compared to first quarter 2020. Excuse me. So a 6,000% increase. A 100% increase is a doubling. That means there's twice as many people being killed. A 100% increase. So. This is 60 times that, ladies and gentlemen. 60 times that. That's a lot of people dying. By Brian Shilevi, Region USA, Health Impact News, 31 March 2021. Theme, intelligence, science, and medicine. Quote, all global research articles can be read in 51 languages by activating the Translate website drop-down menu on the top banner of our home page desktop version. As can be expected when new experimental so-called vaccines that are not approved by the FDA are given emergency use authorization to fight a quote-unquote pandemic that is now over a year old Reported deaths following the injections of these shots have now skyrocketed in the U.S. population by over 6,000%. 60 times one hundred, sixty times doubling. That's 120 times more. Here, at the end of the first quarter of 2021, as compared to recorded deaths following FDA-approved vaccines at the end of the first quarter of 2020. So... He's saying that 120 times more people are being killed by these vaccines in 2021 than in 2020. Well, that's because more, of them, more people are getting it, right? These new products, which many doctors and scientists claim do not even meet the legal definition of a vaccine. That is correct. It's not a vaccine. It's simply a chemical that's designed to alter your DNA. are described by the manufacturers themselves as operating systems. Like the Bill Gates Windows operating system. Call This is why Bill Gates went from operating systems on a computer to quote-unquote vaccines, giving us operating systems in our own bodies. Can you believe this, folks? I wish everything I've been reporting today is pure science fiction. But it's real. This is what they want to do to us. These things are described by the manufacturers themselves as operating systems called the software of life. And prior to COVID, they have never been approved to be used on human populations. Well, they really haven't been approved... It's emergency youth use, use authorization on a volunteer basis. There are literally thousands of doctors and scientists around the world who have spoken out against these experimental injections. Some even calling them biological weapons of mass destruction. Amen to that. That's what we've been saying here at, at AFR. Their voices are censored in the pharma-controlled corporate media, and by big tech. So the people dying and becoming injured by these injections are the pro-vaccine people who primarily only get their information from these censored sources that are funded by Wall Street corporate billionaires such as B.G., Bill Gates. The CDC Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, V-A-E-R-S a U.S. government-funded database, that tracks injuries and deaths reported to be caused by vaccines, reported only 36 deaths during the first quarter of 2020 through March 31st, and almost 50% of those deaths were infants below the age of 3. Wow. They're vaccinating infants with this mRNA Inoculation. Compound. Amazing. So, I wasn't even aware that this was going on. I knew that in- infants were getting their normal, you know, quote-unquote, routine vaccinations, which are bad enough and cause autism and death, crib death. But now we're say, seeing that 50% of the deaths... In 2020, were infants below the age of three? Since today, the day this report is being written and published, is the last day of March 2021, we do not have complete stats from VARES on injuries and deaths following vaccination yet. But here's what we know based on what the CDC has published through yesterday, March 20, 30, 2021. So we have to be thankful that the CDC is publishing this stuff, but it's not being reported anywhere except right here at Ear Folk Radio. Who else is reporting this stuff? People are writing articles about it. But how many people are broadcasting this information? Read more, apparently another article. CDC reports 1,095 deaths following experimental COVID vaccines while UK government reports 294 deaths. Okay, so, is this up to date as of March 2021? 1,095 deaths following experimental COVID, while UK government reports 294 deaths. That's because America is such a much bigger country. So we have three times, almost four times as many deaths here in America. The last data dump into VARES was published last week on March 26, 2021, and it listed 20,000, I'm sorry, 2,050 deaths following the experimental COVID injections. See the report here, they have it down below. However, some of those deaths following the COVID injections occurred in December 2020 when the Pfizer and Moderna shots were issued euas by the fda i guess experimental use authorization i would guess that's what eua stands for so we ran the report for this year 2021 from which we know the data is only current through march 19 2021 and it showed 1,754 deaths following all vaccines not just covid injections we've been telling you that all vaccines are deadly folks Just plain deadly. Notice that 80% of these recorded deaths are among seniors over the age of 65. I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, (coughs) as a 74-year-old over the hill, (laughs) senior citizen, there's no way I'm getting this vaccine. A gunshot for the flu shot. That's my motto. How is this not a national tragedy that should be headline news everywhere? Indeed, we've been asking this question since this all started. Where is mass media? Well, we know the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers control that too. As noted above, there are 20,000, sorry, 2050 deaths, 2050 deaths recorded following COVID injections as of March 19th but those include some deaths in December 2020. Yesterday, the CDC reported the deaths following COVID injections are now 2,509. Okay, this we're talking like two weeks later. That is an increase of 459 deaths from what the CDC reported through VARES through March 19th. So, 17... 54 plus these 459 deaths gives us the total deaths so far through March 2021, which is 2,213. Although after the next data dump into vares this coming Friday, this number will increase even more when we add the non-COVID vaccine deaths also. Do you think they're trying to exterminate us? And that is an increase of 6,000%, that is 100 times, from last year during the same time period. The increase in deaths reported is most certainly related to the new experimental COVID injections. Thank you for not calling it a vaccine. It's an injection, inoculation, chemical, it's not a vaccine, and yet the CDC and FDA's position is that not one of these deaths are related to the COVID injections. Dr. Frankenstein is in total charge of this entire operation, folks. That's what it is. It's an operation. An anti-human operation. And especially an anti-Aryan operation. Because we're the ones they really want to kill. Can you believe all this, folks? Yeah, there is a famine of truth, Captain Witness, yes. But this is, you know, it, they don't care who they kill. <laughs> uh, but they, they, their main target has always been white people. But if a few non whites die, you know, they'll use the non whites as slave labor. They figure they don't need us white people anymore. We've created enough technology. Or they'll just keep a few white scientists around and uh, so to to breed more scientists that can be used, uh, more Dr. Frankensteins to use for new and better vaccination programs. Uh, A side note here, a review of available clinical information including death certificates, autopsy, and medical records revealed no evidence that vaccination contributed to patient deaths. That's apparently a statement by the CDC or the FDA. Not sure which is. Emphasis theirs source. Okay, so that's what they say. That's what these genocidal maniacs are telling us. There is no indication that vaccination or inoculation contributed to patient deaths. Amazing. Amazingly. Deceptive statements here, folks. As we have reported numerous times now, the CDC and FDA are criminal organizations run by big pharma insiders, controlled by the Wall Street billionaires and bankers, i.e. Jews. Their main interest is in protecting big pharma and their products and not the health of the public. Those in the public who continue to trust them for accurate medical advice will suffer dearly, many with their own lives, as seen happening right now in the first quarter of 2021, with a 6,000% increase in deaths by injection. Didn't somebody write a book called Murder by Injection? (laughs) Right? Murder by Injection! Eustace Mullins. Murder by injection. How many years ago was that? 30, 40 years ago? Eustace, Jew-savvy Eustace, was well ahead of his time. So far, these tragic deaths are among the foolish who drank the COVID Kool-Aid and did not bother to research these new medical products themselves first. Blindly trusting in "quote unquote" health authorities like Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates, who are mass murderers. Wow, this is forthright speech, folks. This guy belongs. He, he should be an announcer here for Eurofolk Radio. But once all of these pro-vaccine people eager to get the COVID software of life have been injected with this new human operating system, which will need constant updates, oh no, oh no, updates, viruses, right? These updates introduce even more viruses, Uh, also called booster shots. The eugenicists will turn their attention to the vaccine hesitant. And they have all their ducks lined up in a row now. Yes, we've been predicting this, folks. That those who refuse to take the shot will have to shoot back. They control the corporate mass media, including big tech, and they also control the American judicial system. At the very top, we are dealing with psychopaths, i.e. Jews, most of them pedophiles involved in the occult, and their goals are to control the world's financial system, which they already control, reduce the world's population, and destroy the family and take over control of raising children for their own evil purposes. Remember that movie Time Machine with Rod Taylor, where he traveled into the future and he found a a culture in which the Morlocks... I think the name of the creatures were Morlocks, who lived underground because they couldn't stand sunlight. But they bred blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white people on the surface and occasionally rounded them up in order to eat them. That was the plot of the movie Time Machine the book time machine well this is extremely close to that same plot except they're killing us before eating us <laughs> right and they're making us sick because there's just too many of us and they and they want to have the the really good tasty fat ones to eat the morlocks that's what these people are the jew the modern jews are the morlocks of the time machine plot anyway so he says The time is now short where not a single person on this planet will be exempt from making very difficult choices that will no longer be optional. That is correct. This was written to a different group of people in a different day and age, but its principles are eternal and as true today as any other point in history, if not more so today, colon, he's quoting the Bible now, C., I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love Yahweh your God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and Yahweh your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your hearts turn away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away, bow down to other gods and worship them, such as Bill Gates and Fauci, whatever object... Or personage you put before Yahweh becomes your god. I declare you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. Deuteronomy thirty verses fifteen through eighteen. And didn't the Bible predict there would be a great falling away in these end times from the true faith? Yeah, and that includes Israelites, Aryans, and everybody else. Because we're all subject to this delusion that has come down upon us. But fortunately, the scriptures also say that there are a group called the elect that cannot be deceived. And our job, therefore, is to save as many people by simply teaching the truth. Note to readers please click the share buttons above or below. Forward this article to your email lists cross post on your blog site, internet forums, etc. Okay, there's no comments on this article. But again, it's worth repeating for those of you not in the chat room, those of you who are just listening to this. This is from www.globalresearch.ca. The article is titled, 6,000% Increase in Reported Vaccine Deaths first quarter 2021 compared to first quarter 2020 by Brian Shilavy, S-H-I-L-H-A-V-Y. Okay, I'm sure all you have to do is type in the title of the article, 6,000% increase in reported vaccine deaths. If you simply type that into your browser, I'm sure this article will come up. But you can also look at www.globalresearch.ca and type it and you'll get directly to it. So folks, this is getting serious. We've been telling you that they mean to kill us, those that they can't enslave for their eternal, that's what they want to do, folks, an eternal new world order. Infernal new world order. Wow. And this is why the Bible predicts that Jesus Christ, Yahshua Messiah, will have to come back and destroy these people. And if you get in the way, or join them, whether innocently or not, you'll be in the way. The parable of the weed and the tares. The tares and the wheat will grow up together. The tares are the evil ones, the children of the wicked one. And they will be gathered up and harvested first, and they will be burned. And you will be destroyed. If you're in Israel, you will be destroyed along with them because you have become too much like them. Oh yeah, (laughs) we are going to fight back. We are going to fight back. There's no doubt about that. So, bring it on. Hell, bring it on. This is a battle between heaven and hell. And we in identity represent heaven. This is going to be very violent, folks. Very violent. Okay, sticking to today's theme. Since it took me a half an hour to get on the air and this is only going to be a 90-minute rather than a 120-minute presentation of restoration hour. I had to, I was going to do some uh, preliminary stuff unrelated to this, but this is continuing on today's subject, namely the deliberate attempt of the Rothschilds and Big Pharma to inoculate us to death and or enslave us. Okay, so now let's, this is a, an article that I think helps explain what's going on in medical terms. The first article, the MIT Harvard study, showed that there are people who are confident, who understand that there's a deliberate attempt to change our DNA. And the author And the MIT and Harvard study just accidentally stumbled upon this fact. That this is actually possible and is actually happening. The second article said it is happening. And it's happening deliberately. This article is entitled Deoxyribonucleic Acid DNA Fact Sheet. So I'm going to copy this and put it into the chat room Again, this is again more technical information. Heading Deoxyribonucleic acid, DNA is a molecule that contains the biological instructions that make each species unique rather than chimeric. <laughs> Uh, That's why evolution is impossible, folks. DNA, along with the instructions it contains, is passed from adult organisms to their offspring during reproduction. Where is DNA found? In organisms called... (laughs) Again, uh, a lot of new words for me in, in today's program, but this is important information so we can understand what's actually happening to our bodies when we get injected with the Gates chemical soup. In organisms called eukaryotes, E-U-K-A-R-Y-O-T-E-S, eukaryotes, DNA is found inside a special area of the cell called the nucleus. Because the cell is very small, and because organisms have many DNA particles per cell, or molecules per cell, each DNA molecule must be tightly packaged. This packaged form of the DNA is called a chromosome. During DNA replication, DNA unwinds so that it can be copied. At other times in the cell cycle... DNA also unwinds so that its instructions can be used to make proteins and for other biological processes. But during cell division, DNA is in its compact chromosome form to enable transfer to new cells. Okay? So, in its wrapped up form, or compact form as they call it, it's used for certain purposes. But when it unwinds, it's used for reproduction... And for certain to make proteins and certain other biological processes. So it's found in these two states. Researchers refer to DNA found in the cell's nucleus as nuclear DNA. An organism's complete set of nuclear DNA is called its genome. That's what makes you, you. Besides the DNA located in the nucleus, Humans and other complex organisms also have a small amount of DNA and cell structures known as mitochondria. Mitochondria generate the energy the cell needs to function properly. Yeah, it's our energy engine. And these mitochondria are contained within all cells of your body. Virtually all cells. Uh, I don't think uh, immune cells have them. The immune cells are, are given a, a certain life, but they may have... Uh, generate their own energy, but I don't think so. Anyway, in sexual production, reproduction, organisms inherit half of their nuclear DNA from the male parent and half from the female parent. However, organisms inherit all of their mitochondrial DNA from the female parent. This occurs because only egg cells, not sperm cells, keep their mitochondria during fertilization. That is very interesting. So, mitochondrial DNA you get from your mother, not from your father. What is DNA made of? DNA is made of chemical building blocks called nucleotides. These building blocks are made of three parts, a phosphate group, a sugar group, and one of four types of nitrogen bases to form a strand of DNA Nucleotides are linked into chains with the phosphate and sugar groups alternating. The four types of nitrogen bases found in nucleotides are A, adenine A, thymine T, guanine G, and cytosine C. The order or sequence of these bases determines what biological instructions are contained in a strand of DNA. For example, the sequence ATCGTT might instruct for blue eyes, while uh, ATCGCT might instruct for brown eyes. The complete DNA instruction book or genome for a human contains about 3 billion bases and about 20,000 genes on 23 pairs of chromosomes. Proof that evolution, that chance, Has produced your (laughs) genome. Can you believe this? How anybody could believe in 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 all this scientific uh, mumbo jumbo about evolution, given the precise nature of DNA, is incredible that anybody could believe in evolution. Anyway, anyway, so it shows here. There's a diagram here showing these parts in an unwound DNA strand. Okay, double, two-strand DNA. What does DNA do? DNA contains the instructions needed for an organism to develop, survive, and reproduce. To carry out these functions, DNA sequences must be converted into messages that can be used to produce proteins, which are the complex molecules that do most of the work in our bodies and actually create our cells, produce our cells. Each DNA sequence that contains instructions to make protein is known as a gene. The size of a gene may vary greatly, ranging from about 1,000 bases to one billion million bases in humans. Genes only make up about 1% of the DNA sequence. DNA sequences outside this 1% are involved in regulating when, how, and how much of a protein is made. Okay, So the DNA dep- determines what proteins are made. How are DNA sequences used to make proteins? And this is where the mRNA Gates inoculation comes in. This is what they're trying to change in our bodies. DNA's instructions are used to make proteins in a two-step process. First, enzymes read the information in a DNA molecule and transcribe it into an intermediary molecule called a messenger ribonucleic acid, or mRNA. RNA. The M stands for messenger. This is what Gates wants to alter in you. Let me repeat this. Let me start over from this section. How are DNA sequences used to make proteins? DNA's instructions are used to make proteins in a two step process. First, Enzymes read the information in a DNA molecule and transcribe it into an intermediary molecule called messenger ribonucleic acid, or mRNA. The letter M stands for messenger. Next, the information contained in the mRNA molecule is translated into the language of amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins. This language tells the cell's protein-making machinery the precise order in which to link the amino acids to produce a specific protein. This is a major task because there are 20 types of amino acids which can be placed in many different orders to form a wide variety of proteins. Again, this must all be by chance, right? According to the evolutionists, Okay, the M stands for messenger. And so this is the information. There's major information being transmitted here. And the Gates inoculation is going to interfere with this information process, folks. That's what they're doing to us. Who discovered DNA? The Swiss biochemist Frederick Miescher first observed DNA in the late 1800s. But nearly a century passed from that discovery until researchers unraveled the structure of the DNA molecule and realized its central importance to biology. For many years, scientists debated which molecule carried life's biological instructions. Most thought that DNA was too simple a molecule to play such a critical role. Instead, they argued that proteins were more likely to carry out this vital function because of their greater complexity and wider variety of forms. The importance of DNA became clear in 1953 thanks to the work of James Watson, Francis Crick, Maurice Wilkins, and Rosalind Franklin. By studying x-ray diffraction patterns and building models, the scientists figured out the double helix structure of DNA, a structure that enables it to carry biological information from one generation to the next. Okay, this is the operating system of life, folks! Of reproduction. Footnote here, James Watson was the first NHGRI director and appears here as part of our history collection. Despite his scientific achievements, Dr. Watson's career was also punctuated by a number of offensive and scientifically erroneous comments about his beliefs on race, nationalities, homosexuality, gender, and other societal topics. In other words, Dr. Watson told the truth about race... (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Watson's opinions on these topics are unsupported by, sci- uh, by pseudoscience and are counter to the mission and values of NHGRI. So ha this is disinformation, folks. Dr. Watson was absolutely right. How do you, th- how do you think DNA differentiates among races, folks? How do you think that happens? What is the DNA double helix? Scientists use the term "double helix" to describe DNA's winding, two-stranded chemical structure. This shape, which looks much much like a twisted ladder, gives DNA the power to pass along biological instructions with great precision. To understand, obviously, protects it while it's all wound up. To understand DNA's double helix from a chemical standpoint. Picture the sides of the ladder as strands of alternating sugar and phosphate groups, strands that run in opposite directions. Each rung of the ladder is made up of two nitrogen bases paired together by hydrogen bonds. Because of the highly specific nature of this type of chemical pairing, base A always pairs with base T and likewise C with G. So if you know the sequence of the bases on one strand of a DNA double helix, It is a simple matter to figure out the sequence of bases on the other strand. DNA's unique structure enables the molecule to copy itself during cell division. When a cell prepares to divide, the DNA helix splits down the middle and becomes two single strands. These single strands serve as templates for building two new double-stranded DNA molecules, each a replica of the original DNA molecule. In this process, an A base is added wherever there is a T, and a C wherever there is a G, and so on until all of the bases once again have partners. In addition, and of course, if your body is full of toxins, let alone the Gates injection material, a lot can go wrong here. It's amazing that so much of it goes right. In addition, when proteins are being made, the double helix unwinds to allow a single strand of DNA to serve as a template. This template strand is then transcribed into mRNA, again S the M stands for messenger, which is a molecule that conveys vital instructions to the cell's protein making machinery. Okay, now that we understand what messenger RNA is, it contains the information for making proteins, And ordering the amino acids to make the proteins. And recombining everything into your DNA. And it contains the messenger, the the instructions for reproduction. With Frankensteins like Gates and Fauci running this show. We can understand that this is totally tampering with creation. Totally tampering with life. These people are playing God. That's what they're doing. They are playing God. Folks, this is extremely dangerous stuff. And none of this is being reported by mainstream reporters. And some of the information that I provided today is extremely complicated. I've tried to unravel the DNA of this show into a comprehensible platform and recombine it into knowledge and wisdom. This is not my specialty, but the three authors that we've heard from today, and this last group is simply a a very basic uh, website explaining how DNA works, how DNA and RNA work, so we can understand the language, mRNA is messenger RNA and it provides the instructions for what the RNA is going to do and how it's going to process proteins and how it's going to reproduce your children. Very important stuff. But the really important article, which lays it all, the line, all on the line, is the global research article entitled 6,000% increase in reported vaccine deaths. And that author says all of this pseudo-science, well, it's real science. They, they know what they're doing. They're creating chimeras. They want they want to create zombies monkey men that they can manipulate and this is in addition to existing technology which you know military intelligence has told and 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 created people they can control remotely that's what the 5G is all about so in other words They want to turn us into insects that they control remotely and perpetually utilize us as slaves if they choose to let us live. And what kind of a life is that going to be? Do you want to be an ant in an ant colony? Do you want to be a bee in a hive? (laughs) This is the future that Gates and company are projecting for us, folks, this is really evil stuff. There's a reason why Yahshua Messiah has to come back and destroy these people pronto. Pronto. This is beyond sadistic. This is beyond a horror story. Because if they can manipulate your genetics in this way. There's no telling how long they can keep you alive in order to torture you. Those who die quickly will be the the, the, the happy ones. That they don't have to suffer through all of this. So, well, now it's interesting. Because I've been talking to a lot of people recently who have... Either had COVID themselves or what's called COVID, and how some people seem to get over it quickly. I've had two bouts of COVID. The first time was around January sixteenth. It lasted about it lasted about a week, and it wasn't that bad. But I had uh, achy joints and a mild fever and loss of appetite and i think distorted sense of taste and smell and that was about it those were my symptoms i had no i had no cough i had no breathing difficulties whatsoever no sneezing no runny nose there was nothing that involved my respiratory function nothing about a week later I caught it again this time it was worse but it was exactly the same symptoms except there was one additional symptom which was a really sharp stabbing pain random stabbing pain at various parts of my body unpredictable where it was so it felt like somebody was taking a knife And stabbing my shoulder, then stab my leg, and then stab my chest, and stab my side, my face, etc. And this went on, I'd say maybe 20 or 30 times per day, I would get these stabbing pains. I've never had, I mean, I've had stabbing pains randomly come by maybe once a week or once a month you know i mean this this happens to everybody but this was very very frequent throughout this process and i think there was a certain couple of days where the stabbing pain uh came and went it was specifically uh, very much a prominent symptom and then the stabbing pains went away but I, i retained the fever and achy joints and stuff uh, never had a, only a, a little bit of gastrointestinal distress in the second round, not much, but again no no problem with my breathing whatsoever, no headache, no runny nose, which I would associate with a typical flu so this is not a flu folks. this is a engineered disease. As Brian Chilhevi is telling us, it's engineered. And this is why Fauci was so deeply involved in HIV and the Wuhan virus. He's the one who transferred it from North Carolina to Wuhan, China. Because the Chinese are working with the CIA and the Rothschilds as just as much as the FBI and the CIA are. You know, all this political stuff about you know, they're trying to blame Russia. You know, that's just a distraction. All of these laboratories around the world are financed by the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. And they're, well, it doesn't matter what country they're in. China really has no say in it. Unless, of course, they plan to bite their master, namely the Rothschilds. And that could happen, but all of these labs work together; they work with each other, and so you can't blame China for this. The the and it was engineered at Fort Detrick. So all of uh, Big Pharma is a global enterprise. Doesn't matter what government they're involved with or what government finances them. This is a global enterprise. This is the fulfillment of Revelation 18.23, which tells us that in the end times, Mystery Babylon would use sorcery to control us. And that word sorcery comes from Pharmakia. Folks, this is it. This is the absolute fulfillment of that prophecy. And let me, I got it right here with two minutes left. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all of thee. This is talking about the destruction of Mystery Babylon. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries, pharmakia, were all nations deceived here we are folks and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth how many will are yet to be slain by this system wake up wake up israel wake up everybody you are being destroyed by mystery babylon There is no force on earth that can combat this. We have to defend ourselves and just hang on until Yahshua Messiah returns because this is the most sophisticated form of evil that the world has ever experienced. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Stay healthy and don't take the shot. Yahweh bless everybody. Bye-bye.